Welcome to Criminal Sentencing Law, a series of podcasts which examine sentencing law and practice in New South Wales. In this podcast, we will be talking about the substantial changes to non-custodial sentencing options that are expected to commence in October 2018. These changes are being introduced by the Crime Sentencing Procedure Amendment Sentencing Options Act. The Act has been assented to, but is yet to commence. We'll discuss two new sentencing options, firstly Conditional Release Orders, or CROs, and Community Corrections Orders, or CCOs, and what they replace. We will also look at the standard, additional and further conditions that may be imposed on such orders. In the following podcast, we will examine the revised sentencing option of Intensive Correction Orders. The sentencing options reforms in New South Wales introduce, in order of seriousness, Conditional Release Orders, or CROs, Community Correction Orders, or CCOs, and also Alter Intensive Correction Orders, or ICOs. The Bill was introduced into New South Wales Parliament and passed without amendment in October 2017. These new and amended sentencing options replace home detention orders, community service orders, suspended sentences and good behaviour bonds. The sentencing options will apply to all unsentenced matters that have not yet been finalised, regardless of when a plea was entered or verdict delivered. In addition, all existing bonds will be converted into new bonds. For example, a Section 101 b bond that is currently in force will be converted to a conditional release order. A Section 9 bond will be taken to be a community correction order. So which sentencing options remain unchanged? Unchanged sentencing options include custodial imprisonment, fines, a Section 101A order, what's known as the rising of the court, and a Section 10A conviction-only order. Also, deferred sentences, what is known as a Griffith's remand, will remain unchanged under Section 11 of the Crime Sentencing Procedure Act. Section 11 allows a court to adjourn sentencing proceedings after a finding of guilt for up to 12 months to allow the offender to undertake or to demonstrate rehabilitation. Courts will retain the options of, under Section 10 1A, finding a person guilty of an offence and making an order that the relevant charge be dismissed, without proceeding to conviction. In addition, an order under Section 10A remains available. This is an order that the offender be convicted with no further penalty. The key difference between Section 10 1A orders and Section 10A orders is that a Section 10A deals with circumstances where a Section 10 dismissal or discharge without conviction is considered inappropriate because the offence was not trivial, yet it is inconvenient to impose any further penalty. Following the amendments, courts will have the option of whether to order a conditional release order, a Section 101A order or a Section 10A. Conditional release orders, or CROs, are intended to replace good behaviour bonds made under Section 101B and are aimed at the lowest level of offending. The power to make CROs will be in the proposed Section 9 of the Crime Sentencing Procedure Act. CROs will be available for offences where a fine is the only available penalty and also where the penalty for an offence is a sentence of imprisonment. The amending Act allows a court to impose a CRO for a maximum term of two years. A conditional release order can be made with or without a conviction. Therefore, the defence should make it clear to the court whether they are seeking a CRO for their client with or without conviction. The proposed Section 98 provides two standard conditions of a CRO. 
Standard conditions are conditions that a court must attach to the order. These standard conditions are, firstly, not to commit any offence, and secondly, to appear before the court when called on to do so during the term of the order. Proposed sections 99 and 99A list additional and further conditions for the conditional release order. These conditions may be imposed, varied or revoked at the time of sentencing or subsequently on the application of a community corrections officer or a juvenile justice officer or the offender. Additional conditions include such things as a rehabilitation or treatment condition requiring the offender to participate in a rehabilitation program or to receive treatment. An abstention condition requiring abstention from alcohol or drugs or both. A non-association condition prohibiting association with particular persons. A place restriction condition prohibiting the frequenting of or visits to a particular place or area. Or a supervision condition requiring the offender to submit to supervision. Any additional conditions should be tailored to the offender's circumstances and need not be for the entire duration of the CRO, but may be for a shorter duration under the proposed section 99 subsection 4. Legal practitioners should also note that the proposed section 99 subsection 3 provides that an additional condition must not be imposed on a CRO that has one of the following kinds of conditions, namely a home detention condition, an electronic monitoring condition, a curfew condition or a community service work condition. Some of these more onerous kinds of conditions can't be imposed on a CRO, but they may be imposed as part of an intensive correction order or a community correction order, depending on what the condition is. In addition to these standard and additional conditions, proposed section 99A will allow courts to impose further conditions on the conditional release order, which would be tailored to an offender's circumstances. Any further conditions must not be inconsistent with the standard or additional conditions. The next new sentencing option that we'll examine today is a community correction order. Community correction orders, or CCOs, replace section 9 after what was a community service order. One of the reasons that community service orders were replaced as a standalone option was that such orders have a number of limitations, which means that they were not a suitable alternative for some offenders. For example, some rural and regional areas, as well as some metropolitan areas, have a lack of work placements. Also, a number of offenders could not access CSOs because they were assessed as unsuitable due to either being elderly, having a physical disability, a mental illness, a cognitive impairment, or offenders with substance dependence problems. Because of this lack of access or suitability, some offenders were receiving disproportionately severe penalties. It is hoped that the more flexible community correction orders can address this problem. With CCOs, community service may be a condition of a CCO instead of being a sentence in its own right. Community service work may also be a condition of an ICO. CCOs are not available for fine-only offences, as they are an alternative to imprisonment. Under proposed section 85, the maximum duration that a CCO can be imposed for is a term of up to three years. CCOs have two standard conditions under proposed section 88. These must be imposed on a CCO. Like CROs, these standard conditions are, firstly, a condition that the offender must not commit any offence, and secondly, a condition that the offender must appear before the court if called on to do so. 
Under proposed section 89, additional conditions that may be imposed, varied or revoked by a court or an application of a community corrections officer or juvenile justice officer or the offender include, firstly, a curfew condition not exceeding 12 hours in any 24 hour period. Secondly, a community service work condition requiring the performance of community service work for a specified number of hours, not exceeding 500 hours or the number of hours prescribed by the regulations in respect of the class of offences. Note that a court must receive an assessment report stating that the offender is suitable to perform community service work before a condition can be imposed on the offender requiring community service work. A rehabilitation or a treatment condition a condition requiring abstention from alcohol or drugs or both, a non-association condition, a place restriction condition, or a supervision condition. The court cannot, however, impose one of the following three kinds of conditions on a CCO. A home detention condition, an electronic monitoring condition, or a curfew condition imposing a curfew exceeding 12 hours in any period of 24 hours. A court may also impose, vary or revoke further conditions tailored towards the offender under proposed section 90. If a court wishes to impose hours of community service work above what can be imposed on CCOs, home detention or a longer curfew period than 12 hours a day, a court may need to impose an intensive correction order. We will examine the revised ICOs in the next podcast. There are some further points to note in relation to CROs and CCOs. Firstly, only one relevant order can be enforced at the same time in respect of the same offence in relation to the same offender. However, two or more relevant orders can be enforced at the same time in respect of two or more offences in relation to the same offender. In such a case, an intensive correction order prevails over community correction order and a community correction order prevails over a conditional release order. Also, the total combined community service work hours, where multiple orders are in place, cannot exceed 750 hours if any one of the orders is an intensive correction order, or 500 hours if all the orders are community correction orders. The final thing we will address today is what happens if someone breaches a CRO or a CCO. Breaches of CRO and CCO conditions will be dealt with under the Crimes Administration of Sentencing Act. If a court is satisfied that the person before it has failed to comply with any of the conditions of a CCO or a CRO, the court has three main options under proposed sections 107C and 108C of the Crimes Administration of Sentences Act. The court may decide to take no action in respect of the failure to comply or it may vary or revoke any conditions of the order, other than standard conditions, or impose further conditions on the order, or the court may revoke the order. If a court revokes a community correction order or a conditional release order, it may re-sentence the offender for the offence to which the order relates. So that concludes this podcast in which we examine some of the changes to sentencing options that are expected to commence in October 2018. The following podcast will examine changes to be made to intensive correction orders, including aspects of sentencing procedure and considerations of a court when making such orders. Please subscribe to the podcast series so that you are up to date with the latest criminal sentencing law podcast. (music) 